Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and spoilers for the hit CW series, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Uh, not too shabs, man. Not too shabs. Excited to talk about this episode. Yo, dude. I know, right? Dude. Um, yeah, man, we got we got a fun one to talk about tonight. Uh, but before we do that, I want to let you guys know about a couple of things. Of course, we are broadcasting live as we are wont to do the uh, uh, Wednesday after the Flash airs. Uh, we've got an awesome chat room here at Mixler.com slash Pottery. And if uh, if you're not tuned in live, it's a fun fun time to do it because we do it right after the central uh, standard airing of Arrow. And um, even even with that in mind, though, we are trying to avoid spoilers in the chat. So uh, let that be a warning to uh, ye in the chat. If you just got done watching uh, Arrow and, and finding out all of the things like the fact that Cal um, Drogo fought Batman. Yeah, don't don't we don't we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. But that was awesome. <laughs> and then you found out that he was Aquaman. And then Aquaman turned into Wolverine. And then and then Wolverine talked to Katana, and Katana started talking about the sword. And then the but Gandalf sword... came in. It was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you shall not pass. <laughs> Oh man, no! But seriously, seriously, be uh, be conscientious and mindful. You know, it's tough not to reveal spoilers. I remember as we uh, we were live tweeting this particular episode as it was going down, um, we were we were you know we were live tweeting as we are doing, and and that the very nature of that is that you're essentially spoiling it, kind of live spoiling it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But we had a lot of fun with it, and uh, I have been kind of refraining from putting out a lot of different uh, Harrison Wells memes that I've seen today. We got a great show tonight. Um, of course, we do enjoy talking about the Flash, but we also would like to talk about Arrow with you guys because that's something that you guys have wanted to us to do. So we've talked about this show, Arrow TV Talk, doing as a spinoff, but we need resources to make that happen. So if you head on over to flashtvtalk.com, click the support button. If we are able to get the uh, $300 monthly commitment uh, by the end of this year, then we will be kicking that off the Arrow TV Talk podcast during the off season, and that way you get more, uh, I guess, TV talk from me and Bell. So your foodcasters need wait no I screwed that up your <laughs> podcasters need food badly yes wait what's that your from? podcasters are about to die is that like Any- Oregon Trail what no Gauntlet Legends oh dude Gauntlet Legends man didn't that like recently make a comeback too uh yeah they did it they did a Gauntlet on Xbox I think or yeah. 360 no 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 but like on Steam I think right. Oh, I have no idea. I, I don't. I could be completely mistaken. I have no. I idea. just go to my awesome local arcade and play an actual arcade machine version of Gauntlet Legends. Yeah, I live in Austin and everything's awesome. Blah 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 blah. And we have Google uh, Fiber. Dude, we have to brag about something really quick. What's that? Well, you know, you and me, man, we we do this thing called the Brogues, a web comic, mm-hmm. and uh, something really like very special happened to us this particular week. That it did. Yeah, Mister Freaking Jeff Johns. Like seconds after we post the issue. Gives us a retweet. Well, not only a retweet, but gives us little applause emoticons. And I'm like, dude, I-, I feel like we just made it. That was awesome. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things where like, you know, you see a lot of retweets on Twitter, right? Yeah. But like applause emoticons on a retweet? Yeah. That's what like, it's that's at. something, dude. That that that's, you know, moving it, on up to the east side. It's freaking and it's Jeff Johns. This is our webcomic, man. I feel like it just it's like being validated by the creator himself. So yeah, man. So uh, we did. Uh, we had this kind of crazy idea, and actually, I mean, it popped up on the show a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the uh, Curious Grodd as kind of a spinoff of 
uh, Curious George. And then it just made sense. The man in the yellow hat goes so well with the man in the yellow suit. So we did a special issue of the Brogues, which is this mock-up of a uh, fictional what-if storybook for children called Curious Grodd and the Man in the Yellow Suit. And if you head over to thebrogues.com right now, you can see it. And uh, yeah, man, I, that was that was big time. I felt very special. I, I got a screen grab of that. I posted it up on my wall, blew it up. And uh, no, I didn't do that part. But uh, one way or the other, I'm, I'm <laughs> very pleased. That was a uh, congratulations, Bell. I mean, that's uh, all your your wonderful artwork. And um, so uh, my applause emoticons go to you, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. The, the Rundown. Episode 9, the mid-season finale for The Flash. Episode entitled The Man in the Yellow Suit, directed by Ralph Hemmicker, and story by... Todd Helbing and Aaron Helbing. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, the metahuman that killed Barry's mother returns, killing two guards at Mercury Labs in search of the company's work in tachyon particles. Barry witnesses the man in yellow and engages in a high-speed fight around the city. The man in yellow insinuates to Barry that they know each other before speeding off. Meanwhile, Eddie asks Iris to move in with him, and Ronnie is revealed to have survived the particle accelerator explosion, but does not remember who he is and has the ability to burst into flames. Barry confesses his love for Iris before the police and Star Labs use the tachyon particle technology as bait to lure the man in yellow into a trap. The man in yellow escapes and attacks Dr. Wells and the police before engaging in a second fight with Barry. Ronnie appears and blasts the man with flames before both flee the scene. Uh, this event causes both Cisco and Joe to realize that there was another speedster in red with the one in yellow that night when Barry's mother was murdered by the latter. Uh, uh, later, Dr. Wells enters his secret room and unveils the same yellow suit as the man that they captured, placing the stolen tachyon technology on the suit's chest. Dun, dun, dun! Um, this is what I like to call my told-you-so dance. I told you so, I told you so, I, I, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's from Scrubs, too, which is all the more, uh, you know, Tom Cavanaugh rebel- relevant right there. <laughs> Captain Bubblebeard. Before we even get into kind of the characters and what happened and, and even the, the wild, crazy speculation. I mean, like I said last week, we were going to get we were going to get answers, but they were only going to give us more questions. Um, I got to give hats off to the wonderful writers of this series and specifically this episode because I didn't catch this until uh, the second viewing, mostly because I'm just not in tune that way. But the episode itself has very like specific bookends. It opens up on a redemption scene, specifically Scrooge from A Christmas Carol and uh, and Barry giving this gift of rings. And then it dovetails or, or I guess bookends at the end with an image of a ring with a very different sinister meaning and then also a fall from grace if you will with the discovery that harrison wells is behind the reverse flash oh very interesting so just really really interesting did not catch that the first time around but um just the way that it's structured uh makes sense right it's kind of that uh you know doing it all the way in reverse right it's a complete reverse of the beginning of the episode yeah reverse eh? yeah so uh, just hats off i think that was just incredible so, man, where do, where do we start? Because, I mean, I, I want to jump straight into the Harrison Wells stuff, but I feel like we need to save that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so well, there's a lot of different sub-elements there, right? There, there's the Barry Iris scenes. There's the uh, uh, Barry Papa Allen scenes. There's the Barry Papa Joe scenes. There's the Caitlin <laughs> Firestorm scenes. I tell you what, let's start off with Firestorm. Let's do that. Let's okay. do that. I think I've said on this show, I'm I'm not like the biggest Firestorm fan. Um, I, it's it character's fine. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't dislike the character, but I've always kind of been a little curious that he's been such a monumental part of this series overall. 
Um, so much so that even the particle accelerator as they go down, it, it is the Firestorm logo. Yeah, that was pretty neat. I felt very much, until we get to the you know very end and Ronnie comes back, I felt very much like his plot line here, uh, him, Caitlin, and, and Vibe, very much a B-plot that I was just not caring about. Like, I really just wanted to get back to what was going on with uh, with the reverse flash. I was interested in it just to see what was going to happen. Like, I, I was curious as to where they were going to, to, to go with the character. Uh, and I thought they'd have a little bit more Firestorm, like, development, I guess. Yeah. Because, it's- like, you know, uh, 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 Caitlin sees him, and then she kind of freaks out, and then they go track him down, and then he shows up at the end and that's like it. And like, there's no development of what's going on. Like we, we don't really know anything other than the fact he doesn't remember who he is and he can turn on fire. Yeah. Maybe that's it, man. I mean, I I don't really care about Ronnie as a character in the context of this series. Like we've only gotten one flashback scene with him, right? Uh, I thought there's been a couple. Well, okay. So I mean, one episode that had a couple of different scenes in it, but it was just, you know, here he is, he's engaged to Caitlin. They're very much in love. And uh, then he goes and he dies. And I mean, I guess you can you can say that he did technically sacrifice himself in the midst of it. Um, but that's all there is to that character. So when we see him, it's not like I have this big emotional, oh, there he is, you know. I think it was less emotional and more cool factors what they were going for. Well, it was definitely cool factor. The special effects on him becoming Firestorm, uh, pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, and flying off the end, that was oh, pretty awesome. Yeah, Iron Man style too with the hands. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, that that's the kind of stuff that I was excited about. I'm sure the emotional attachment and things like that are going to come as, yeah. uh, you know, Caitlin tries to reestablish who Ronnie is. Right. So I, th- I think that's when that, that stuff's going to come. I, th- I think this whole introduction to him was more of like a look at how cool this character is going to be. And then instantly, you know, people would be like, that guy's really cool. So I want to see more. So on and so forth. And then they start developing who he is and all this kind of stuff. All right. Well, I guess that's really what I need. I need more Firestorm development because at this point, I don't really, like I said, I don't really care about him. And when he comes in and gets the assist on Reverse Flash at the end. Reverse, very deus ex machina. Yeah. I mean, very, I mean, like very Reverse Flash is kind of taking it to Barry. He's winning. And then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, Ronnie comes in with a fireball and, uh, and then Reverse Flash runs off. And I was like, man. That feels very, I don't know, this needs to be Barry's fight. You know, like, I don't want him to have a tag team when it comes to the reverse flash. If this had been the series or the, the season finale, yeah. then I could agree with you on that. But there's an entire half of this series or season that we uh, that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And I think it's important for Barry to lose this fight because all that's going to do is drive him to become better. Well, I will say that even though he did lose this fight, one thing that was pretty clear is that he's actually starting to achieve a victory over the idea of the reverse flash, or at least the idea of the man in yellow. Um, That speech that he gets in the prison with his dad was just, man, it hit home. And it was a complete twist of the way that they were marketing that, uh, that interaction because the teaser is like this quick thing about John Wesley Shipp saying, you know, don't let him take any more... Any, anything else from us or something like that. Yeah, he's already heard us enough. Yeah. I mean, it, or he's already taken enough from us or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And and the thing is, in the in the context of the commercial, it sounds like he's saying, you know, go get him, go you know, beat the crap out of him. But it was a complete twist. It's like, look, don't give this guy any more time of your life. Don't waste your life 
you know, pouring yourself into just letting this person define you. Go out, go, you know, get Iris, go, you know, get a life, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> but in a much more loving way than that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I really like that scene, though, because it was, you know, it, it the way Barry's talking about it, it's like he's never done anything because he's always been scared of that guy. And then, uh, you know, he talks to his dad and his dad's like, dude, you've, he's taken all this crap from you. It's time to stop. It's time to forget about him. Right. You know, whatever. And that, <laughs> that was really big on Papa Allen's part because he's basically saying, look, I'd rather you live a full life than get out of prison. Yeah, I would, I would, I would gladly sacrifice myself for you to have a good life. Which, which is, which is super awesome. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that that's huge because he knows he's in there unjustly, but he cares so much about Barry that he'd rather spend the rest of his life in jail than have Barry waste his life trying to, uh, you know, be fearful of this, of this guy that he shouldn't be. Right. Right. You know, he, I love the fact that, um, even Papa Allen knows how Barry feels for Iris, even though he's been in prison. Yeah. That's how clueless Iris has been this entire time. Even God, like, people like, in prison know how Barry feels for her. <laughs> God, she friend zoned him so hard. So hard, dude. Like oh, so man. hard she didn't even realize how bad it was. All right, a couple of things with this. We need to do another PSA. This is a Flash TV Talk PSA for all you ladies out there. Uh, if you were ever utter the words, oh, so-and-so, he's just my best friend as an excuse as to why he doesn't like you, Newsflash, he likes you. <laughs> there's no, he's just my best friend. There's could be like, you know, we're just friends, but there's no, he's just my best friend. I had a best friend once who was a lady. She's now my wife. It's awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens, right? I'm just saying. And when I gave her a ring, it wasn't just a friend ring. <laughs> <laughs> a replica of her mother's wedding ring that she lost on a field trip. And what does she do? She gets in the most stereotypical nerd gift of a stethoscope or whatever you call the things. That, that's a microscope. Microscope. Sorry, I'm not that kind of nerd. There, there you go. At least she didn't call it a telescope. <laughs> no, I know what a telescope is. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – it's like, hey, here's a very personal gift that I think you'll really enjoy. And she's like, ah, you're a nerd. You like science stuff. Microscope. Hang on, hang on. Karen, Karen in the chat. It's okay to have, you know, close guy friends, but if they're really close, they don't want to just be friends with you. And if they're good guys, you know, maybe you should give them a chance. I don't know. Actually, they need to step up to the plate. That's really what it comes down to. Barry being the nice guy really didn't mean anything until he actually gets that push from his dad and goes and tells Iris how he feels, which I was just like applauding, man. As much as the whole, you know, reverse flash flash fight scene really was the episode, this was a big win for Barry. Yeah, <laughs> it couldn't have come at a worse time, too. You know, the whole like, oh, hey, let's move in together. And she's like, yes, absolutely. That's awesome. And then Barry's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I know that you guys are at this like huge milestone in your relationship. I love you. <laughs> the way that she responded <laughs> that, oh, I love you, too. I was just like, oh, don't do that. I, I, I was halfway <laughs> expecting him to be like, yeah, friends, and then like walk off. And I'm so glad he didn't. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm yes, I'm right there with you. I was like, okay, she just provided him and provided him that out, and he could be like, oh yeah, well, I guess you love me and I love you. And no, dude, he put it out there. I was so proud of Barry. I was so proud of him. What was great, and and this is this is just you know testament to Grant Gustin's acting ability, is that you see it on his face. Oh, absolutely. When she says, "I love you too," and he's like, "I can get out here. I can. I don't have to do this." I can back out. And he's like, ah, never mind. I'm going to do it. And like, you can see it on his face that he's thinking about it. Like, you know, he is. 
And then he's like, I got to do this for pops. Man, everybody brought their A game this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, every single scene was just e- extremely powerful. You know, there was the great father-son moment with uh, Barry and his dad, but there was also a couple of great father-son moments between him and uh, Papa Joe as well. Dude, I got to have my Barry Allen. Yeah, I know, right? Like, that was huge. That was that was like every, every scene that has Papa Joe in it, like it, all those emotional scenes are just so gold. Like, they're really good. Like, like John Wesley Ship. And uh, and Grant Gustin, their scenes together, super good. Papa Joe and Barry, their scenes together, super good. Like they Powerful. they know how to. They're great. They're excellent actors. Like, I gotta it, say, man, throughout the entire night, I was a little dusty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There, there was like I haven't dusted my apartment in a while, and uh, <laughs> like there's a lot of dust in the air, and um, I may have gone through like a box of tissue paper to try to clean up the dust that got in my eyes. Yeah, man. You got and, the Joe, you got the, uh, you know, the Papa Allen. And then you also have the, uh, the scene with young Barry and his mom too, like the night that she dies. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty nuts. You know, we, we should go ahead and talk about probably the biggest, uh, uh, component really to this entire episode. Grandma uh, Esther's light on bourbon <laughs> eggnog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was great, man. What, what was it? What did Cisco say? Uh, something about the nog. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, because Barry brings it, and uh, oh gosh, Cisco, something like that's my jam, or something like that. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I just remember laughing; it was funny. I like Cisco. You, you a Nog guy? You like the Nog? Oh yeah, dude, I like Nog. Every uh, every time I go home for Christmas, me and my brother in law uh, go through a lot of a lot of eggnog. I'm hoping that uh, maybe the Flash, uh, the the series, the Flash, they'll put out a uh, you know Grandma Esther's light on or what was it, light bourbon? Yeah, it's like Grandma Esther's secret recipe of bourbon. Or a secret secret eggnog recipe, light on the bourbon, and then Papa Joe's drinking it like this. This definition of light, I know, <laughs> is, right? Is, is very weird. <laughs> it's, uh, this is great. Maybe they listen to this show. They know we uh, we don't. Our definition of light is uh, probably pretty similar to Grandma Esther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when the uh, the alcohol content of your drink surpasses the non alcohol content of your drink, so like not even a half and half. We're talking about like seventy five twenty five. Right. Yeah. That's. That's Grandma Esther's. <laughs> I would have liked to meet Grandma Esther, and who knows? She basically, she basically just cracks an egg in a bottle of bourbon and shakes it up, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to get wasted? <laughs> oh, back in my day, we used to drink all kinds of eggnog. But maybe Grandma Esther's the Reverse Flash. Oh, dude, Grandma Esther is the Reverse Flash. It's gotta be. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, uh, you know, I think that uh, there's. It's it's funny to me that there's still a lot of uh, speculation as to who the Reverse Flash is. I mean, I I, I can kind of understand it, uh, even though I feel like that particular question has been answered. However, a lot of other questions surround it. But I will say, in the opening scene, we did find out that the uh, Reverse Flash not a fan of Christmas. No, he didn't really like it very much. And, yeah. and and this is this is one of those things that kind of got me. Is like. Is he doing? Is H.G. Wells doing this because he doesn't like Christmas? Because his <laughs> wife actually did die, and maybe that is something that's part of his character. No, no. Or yes, yeah, everything just out the window. He just doesn't care, and he's going out to go do his Reverse Flash stuff. Well, two things on that. One, um, I was actually referring to in the opening. Uh, you know, when when they the two of them are running by, you see a guy setting up his Christmas decorations, and then after they run by, the Christmas decorations are all gone. Were they all? No, I think the power went out. Maybe the power just went out. I think the power went out. All right, I just got a very Grinch who stole Christmas, you know, speedster who stole Christmas type of vibe. How you you would have to hate 
You're a mean one, Christmas. Mr. Wells. <laughs> you really are the reverse Flash, even though a lot of people still don't think that that's the case, but we know you but are the reverse Flash, Eobardthon. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, like, think of how much you'd have to hate Christmas to be in the middle of a speedster fight and be like, hold on one second, Barry. I got to go, like, remove all these Christmas lights. I know. That'd be pretty bad. They'd be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, you know, you mentioned you know the whole his wife dying thing. I, I think one thing that we can probably uh, safely assume, if nothing else, is that Harrison Wells is not Harrison Wells. His his actual name is not Harrison Wells. He came back in time and uh, killed. Probably is responsible for that car accident that killed uh, Mister and Mrs. or Doctor and Mrs. Wells or Doctor and Doctor. Uh, and uh, and then took on the identity of Harrison Wells at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. That that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, but the question does still remain: as who is H.G. Wells? No, it doesn't. Because well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, is he Hunter Zolomon? No. Is he Eobard Thawne? Yes. So now here's another question for you. Okay. So he clearly beats the crap out of himself <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> assuming assuming that, that that they're the same person uh-huh. now is this a thing okay so I, I guess what i'm trying to get across here is uh the reverse flash that we saw wasn't hg wells from that current timeline all right so this gets into a lot of different questions because yeah. one way or the other how do we even begin all right here's the thing belt for me, this was vindication. Okay, H.G. Wells being the Reverse Flash, uh, walking in. Or, or, let's just let's just state the facts. H.G. Wells walking into the future room with a flash ring, and then powering up the Reverse Flash suit, and then saying in a Reverse Flash voice, "Merry Christmas." To me, is vindication because that says that Harrison Wells is in fact the Reverse Flash. Now, a lot of people are still saying maybe he's not. Or some people, I even saw uh, somewhere online, somebody was like, I'm betting, you know, I would bet my life that, you know, Harrison Wells is still not the reverse flash. And I think that's a stupid bet to make with your life, but um, (laughs) it's the internet, so more power to you. But no, to me, this is vindication, man. This guy is quite clearly the reverse flash. Well, see, and and here's where my contention is, is I I think, because we have multiple... Well, okay, so there's there's one reverse flash in the comics. There's also a zoom. That's Hunter Zolomon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is it not also feasible that the uh, since we see them both at the same time, so so there's there's two uh, there's multiple possibilities. But here's the couple that I'm going to go with. All right. Either it's uh, Harrison Wells from the future coming back into the past to assist himself in right. stealing the tachyon stuff, or it's another speedster from the future, Eobard Thawne, something like that, who's coming back to help H.G. Wells, who is Hunter Zolomon. All right, so, I mean, we're still, one way or the other, you have to assume that H.G. Wells is a speedster, right? Given that he was able to do the voice vibration thing? Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely a speedster. All right, so so what you're saying, if I'm following you, is one of the theories that's out there is that we have two reverse flashes that are two different people, not the same person, not uh, not you know, one is a hologram and one is the actual person. Not one is that same person from the future coming to assist himself, right? You're actually saying that, you know, what if we actually have Hunter Zolomon and Eobard Thawne working together simultaneously? Yes. 
It's one possibility. I don't think there's any basis for that that we've seen in the television show. Well, I don't know. The way they're setting up Eddie is they're setting him up to be uh, a nemesis of the Flash. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a Thon, so theoretically, uh, his his bloodline, his family will be you know in in complete competition with the Flash and with the Flash family. Um, and so I think that that's part of it. When when Eddie asks, you know, why didn't he kill me? And it was like, well, because you know he's. I, I think if I ran into my great grandfather, I probably wouldn't kill him either. Or it's him, and he couldn't kill himself because that would make him not exist anymore. How? Mm, okay, all right, all right. So you are. Right, let me, let me, let me get. Let me see if I'm following you. If the idea is that the the costume is what actually gives the Reverse Flash's powers, right? No, not saying that. Oh, oh, well, but but let's say that because it looks like that's what you know, H.G. Wells was doing, right? He was kind of supercharging the actual costume uh, with the tachyons. Yeah. All right, so so let's let's say they go that route. The costume is actually what gives the reverse, the reverse Flash his father, or his father, the reverse Flash his powers. Um, if that's the case, then a in the future, Eddie could get a hold of said costume, hop on the cosmic treadmill, and go back in time and do everything we just saw. Is that kind of what you're arguing? Or what that particular theory, I suppose, is arguing? Yes. Okay. Um, maybe. Because he's saying Merry Christmas, and generally you say Merry Christmas to other people. And so, like, when he does that, to the, when he puts the tachyon device on the suit and starts charging it up or whatever, I got the impression that he's oh, like doing he's that making to a present that for to someone somebody. in the future. Interesting. Because it's a ta- so a tachyon is, is a particle that can, that can travel faster than light. Uh, they're actual particles. It's real physics. Uh, it, it's interesting stuff. And so if he's going in there and, and he needs these tachyon things – it's you know potential that you know through omg science that he's using that to send <laughs> stuff forward and backwards through time right so my, imp- my my impression was that he gets this tachyon suit or he gets this tachyon beam he was assisted by someone else who came and beat the crap out of him to make it appear to, to basically to throw off suspicion right and then so he gets the tachyon thing takes it back to the room and then, uh, you know, sets it up to send that suit or to energize that suit or to do something to the suit to send it to the future or something like that. Possibly. Could be Gideon. Could be. Gideon's female, though. I don't know. Hmm. Although Gideon's also a computer program. Could be uh, Could be a hologram. Could be a... Um... I don't think it's a hologram. No, I don't think it's a hologram either. But I, I've, I have seen that, you know, that floating around on the internet. I so, don't... so what do we have? What are our two prevailing theories is that H.G. Wells. I'd say I'd say there's kind of three. I mean, there's tons of theories out there, but I would say when it comes to kind of the the three prevailing theories, it's um, just as you said, there's basically two reverse flashes that are operating um, or that it's Eddie Thon from a I guess the future with uh, with whatever Harrison Wells was creating or it's Harrison Wells and he figured out some way to make a doppelganger of himself. Which is what I'm, he, I'm. I'm totally going on that that ship completely. I, I don't. Uh, it, well, did he make a doppelganger, or did he assist himself from the future? Well, that's a possibility too. Now, if we if we if we assume that you know wholeheartedly that it is just Eobard slash H.G. Wells, or or just let's just go with H.G. Wells, since yeah. I won't even throw Eobard out there. Uh, if we assume that it's just Harrison Wells, then it's one of two things. Either it's the whole, there's two timelines, right? There's the original timeline that Harrison is from, uh, and then also the current timeline that's currently in flux because he's changing things. Uh, and so 
you know, that had been my prevailing theory for the longest time up until this happened. And now I'm wondering if that is actually Harrison from the timeline future, but his personal past who is on his way back in time to go kill Barry's mom, set off the events and then come, you know, loop back, if you will, as Harrison Wells to get kicked in the ass by his past self. Does that make sense? I'm going to need you one more time. Okay. 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 Imagine, um, imagine the timeline is a, uh, is a line. Okay. So we got back to the future timeline going on. No, 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 no. Just, just let's, let's just do it like this. Just imagine a line, right? There's well, it's Doc Brown. That's what he does. He draws a line. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then the, yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, you draw a line across the page. Okay. Yeah. Now at the very far right of that line, that's where, uh, Harrison Wells began for all intents and purposes. That's the future. Okay. Now he leaves that line draw a big half circle on top of it but only draw it halfway okay so he's he's on his way to the other side of that line the past but he takes a quick stop in the present to gather these tachyons and you know get get a little revenge on barry so to speak and then leaves to head back all the way to the past where he kills barry's mom Kills the uh, the Wells family, takes on the role of H.G. Wells, and uh, travels the regular line as normal normal time goes by. So it's basically a pit stop on the way to kill Barry's mom. Exactly. Okay. Now that's I don't necessarily buy that theory, but it's a cool it's a cool theory. <laughs> I like it. I think it causes a lot of problems with just the way the time travel uh, can or could work. But um, but that I mean that's the thing. This is why this the show is so fun. Anytime you're dealing with time travel, there's an, there's innately going to be problems, but there's also a lot of fun that goes along with it because there's so many oh, yeah. possibilities they could do. Oh yeah, and 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 uh, the whole revelation. Well, do we want to talk about that now? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep on. We'll keep Wait, on. Which theory. which which revelation? The uh, the red and yellow flashes. The red and yellow actually does kind of play into the two timeline theory, because if you so, I think we could go ahead and assume very safely that the other speedster that was in the past was Barry, specifically Barry in the future, uh, going back in time to try to stop the man in yellow from killing his mom. Now, if there is two timelines, if you have the original timeline that Harrison Wells is from and the current timeline that's in flux, if Barry was to leave the current timeline, go back in time to stop the man in yellow from killing his mom, it would reset everything back to the original timeline, which could the original timeline could be a flashpoint scenario where Barry then ends up back in the present and it's a terrible, terrible world. And he realizes, you know, I can't do this. You know, my mom had to die in other, you know, in, in order for, you know, X, Y, and Z to happen. So then he has to go back to stop himself from stopping the man in yellow to go back to the current timeline uh, where things are again in flux. You know, what's crazy though. What's up? When I first saw the pilot and I saw the flashes around, Barry's mom, I was sitting there thinking, there's two different colors. There's two different people in there. Right. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't mention any, like I never really talked about it on the show. Cause I was like, ah, I don't know. That's, that's kind of weird. And plus it'd be super spoilery if it was right. And for the whole time we're sitting there thinking about that. I never, I never mentioned it. And then when Cisco said that, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That's impressive because, uh, I mean, you're not a big uh, Flash guy. But at the same time, you you have seen uh, Flashpoint Paradox. 
yeah, I saw Flashpoint Paradox. I saw all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, all the places where I was seeing the Flash run and all the promos and stuff that come out before that, it was always a red blur, a red streak with like, with like little bits of, 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 of lightning coming off, right? right. And then I see that the, the scene with, with Barry and uh, Barry's mom being surrounded by the lightning. And I was like, there, there's two distinct colors, not lightning, yellow and red. Yep. flashing around and i was like that that it looks so different from the other ones and i was like ah you know whatever it's probably just them you know making the the stuff and i was like i i, I kind of doubted myself too much uh, <laughs> but i should have said it because that would have been an awesome awesome uh you know thing to get right i will say a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of listeners have written in in the past and we just haven't had the chance to to go to that theory yet uh that there were two people and i mean this definitely does confirm that so one way or the other, it's cool to know that Barry's going to figure out the time traveling thing at some point. Yeah, probably going to do something with the uh, cosmic treadmill. I would, assume. I would, I would assume so. Yeah. Where, where do you stand? Because I mean, I, I think at this point everybody is well aware that I, I am hardcore. This, this only validates my theory that Harrison Wells is Eobard Thawne. Uh, where, where do you stand at this point? Honestly, I'm kind of sitting in the whole uh, Harrison Wells is Hunter Zolomon and but uh, why? Eddie. Oh, it's reverse flash. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't get that notion out of my head. You know what? I here's the thing with that. Now that we actually know that there was a Harrison Wells who had a wife who died the same night that uh, H, you know, our our H G Wells arrived back in time, that opens up the door for his name not to have to be the Eobard Thawne. I, I kind of had assumed that he changed his name because Eobard Thawne doesn't make sense in the current context, so he chose H G Wells. But if he was actually taking on somebody else's role, there's an explanation as to why he doesn't go by his actual name. So they could theoretically call him Hunter Zolomon. That could be his real name. I'll allow you that. I'll allow that. Okay. Doesn't really make sense. I actually think that Eddie's story is going to be much more. I mean, really what they've done is they've taken Ebarthon and uh, Hunter Zolomon from the comics and they've kind of smashed them together and they've pulled apart two different characters with a lot of similarities between the two. And so they're very much new interpretations of both characters. Given that Eddie is a Thawne, I suppose I can see that they... I, I just... Eobard, man, he's from the future. H.G. Wells, from the future. Hunter yeah, Zolomon, I, not from the future. Hunter Zolomon is from the present. Is he? Yeah, Zolomon was a... Um, what He worked for the CIA, I want to say, right? How did he get his speed powers? He got his speed powers. We've talked about this before, but he got his speed powers uh, because he actually was uh, handicapped by Gorilla Grodd specifically. He tried to get Wally to go back in time using the cosmic treadmill to stop the accident from happening, but Wally wouldn't do it because he didn't want to, I think it was because he didn't want to cause problems with the time stream because very recently something like that had happened. And so somehow Zolomon uses the cosmic treadmill to attempt to do it himself, but in the process, gives himself powers, makes the decision that Wally wasn't hero enough to go and save him, so he becomes this villain in order to make Wally a better hero. Which is exactly what H.G. Wells is doing. No, no, no. I, well, yes, that element of Hunter Zolomon fits with H.G. Wells. But a lot of the rest of the stuff, you know, the CIA agent, the... Um, he was crippled in an accident. Harrison Wells wasn't crippled in an accident. That's a cover. Well, right, but I mean, I'm, I'm saying they're taking aspects yeah. of this character and they're giving them to H.G. Wells. Completely agree. Completely agree with you. Uh, and, you know, there is also the, uh, the, the theory, the hypothesis that keeps on popping up, and uh, Karen is actually pointing it out in the chat right now, is that Eddie could become Cobalt Blue, which um, I, I, don't, I don't agree with. I, I've seen a lot of people say that. 
but I just well, I, I think they would hint some stuff if that were the case because Cobalt they, Blue is technically a it's Barry's brother, his twin brother, twin brother. Yeah, so they I'm. I just, they would they'd have to indicate something about Eddie's parentage, and they haven't even talked about it at all. Yeah. So I just don't know. I don't know. Plus, they don't even look alike. I don't think. Well, they could be fraternal twins. I mean, they don't even look like fraternal twins. Uh, I, dude, like fraternal twins can look completely different. Not that different. I don't know. Maybe they can. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's 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 just uh, fraternal twins are when the egg splits into two different things. Ask your parents, whereas, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's when the stork brings two different people. There you go. <laughs> or the stork brings a baby that splits in two. <laughs> Monster baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fraternal twins can look completely different. All right. All right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. that. I don't think they'll do that with Eddie. I, I can see there's there is elements there, right? I mean, technically cobalt blue. I want to say he was adopted by the Thons. Uh, yeah, they was switched at birth. Look at you. How do you know this? Is this from your hero clicks? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I read about all these characters and stuff. I'm so proud sure. of you, man. This I'm, this makes me so happy. We we have succeeded in our goal in this podcast, which is to educate you in front of the uh, Flash fan community. And uh, man, hats off Once to you. Once I was but a learner. Now I am the master. Uh, accurate. Accurate. Hey, an appropriate reference for what we're about to talk about in Newsflash. But um, before we do that, is there anything else from this episode we need to talk about? Uh, it was totally awesome. Totally emotional. Uh, super liked it. Gosh, so many theories out there. I, I, I can't, I'm not, I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, I had to work really late. So I got home about like, you know, 30 minutes before the show started. So I didn't get a chance to watch the episode again. Yeah. I want to watch it again. I want to read some stuff on the intratrons. I want to try to figure this out, but I don't know. Like right now I can't decide if it's future HG Wells helping himself or if it's, Eddie from the future helping H.G. Wells. Yeah. I, I, I can't decide between those two. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We, we, You and I, we're not going to be able to figure this out on our own. So next week, we are going to do a live call-in show of Flash TV Talk, uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesday night next week. We'll uh, be sure to put that out on Twitter and on Facebook. What you'll need to do is have a Skype account in order to uh, Skype in, and we will be taking your calls and uh, working through some different theories with you. And uh, I will try to keep an open mind. I know sometimes I can naysay uh, anybody else's opinion that's not mine, and I will not do that, I, I promise you. So, we, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, I'll hold you to that. We'll have some fun. Hey, a couple of other notes that I think are definitely worth note. Um, uh, Dr. McGee, we didn't talk about this, but she was actually, not only was she in the original series, it was the same actress that played her. And uh, in the original Flash, she actually facilitated a lot of the roles that H.G. Wells does with kind of the OMG science explanation for what's going on. Ah, okay. Now, did she work uh, in the 90s Flash show? She actually worked at Mercury Labs as well, right? I mean, she's playing the exact same character. Now, that one I wasn't sure about. I mean, Mercury Labs actually had me scratching my head because I didn't know if it was a nod to, you know, obviously the Greek god which would make a lot of sense, or if perhaps it was uh, a reference to Max Mercury, who is uh, another speedster from the comics. Oh, yeah, I got the Max Mercury uh, hero clicks. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but Doug, he's from the future, right? So did she actually, um, Max Mercury? Yeah. like he, He's one of those future speedsters like with uh, Jesse Quick and... Uh, uh, bu- 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 he's from the past. He's from the past? Ward's or- origin character he was originally a scout with the U.S. Cavalry in the 1830s. A friend of local Native Americans. He was shocked and dismayed to find them massacred. Yeah, so just the opposite, man. Max Mercury's from the from the past. Weird. Yeah. 
but appropriate, man. Time travel in the Flash, it, it goes together like, uh, well, like Grandma Esther's eggnog and bourbon. Um, and let's see, so the Mercury Lab. So, yeah, I don't know if McGee worked at Mercury Labs. That, that I'm not sure of. I, I do know she is playing the exact same character. Yeah, me too. That's but I, Yeah, I don't know if she was working at the same place. All right, man. Well, we got to talk about other people who are playing the exact same character. And to do that, we got to jump into our newsflash. Lucas gonna sue somebody. Can we talk about Mark Hamill's coming on the Flash? <laughs> so, so, the first thing I saw when I saw that was a awesome. This is incredible. Uh, and B, are they going to let him keep his Jedi beard? Ah, man, that would be incredible, especially given the tw- the twist of. I guess let's back it up here. Uh, Mark Hamill, yes, will be coming on the Flash, man, and and he is actually going to be reprising his role as the Trickster. And given that they're taking the trickster in kind of this um, kind of what urban terrorist type of deal, what's the uh, what's the character description for this guy? So he's basically like an anarchist terrorist con man. Yeah. Which is a pretty awesome combination. He's serving a life sentence in Iron Heights uh, and he's going to help Barry and Detective West foil the citywide attacks of a wannabe trickster uh, who's eagerly following in the original's deadly footsteps. Dude, I really love that concept. And and if the idea is that he's been in prison and, and you know, he's kind of this ex-anarchist, I kind of am hoping that he keeps the Jedi beard. Yeah, see, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, as soon as I read the description of what he's going to be doing, I was like, yeah, he's got to have the beard because basically he's been in prison his whole life. He's going to have this beard. And uh, just, just the whole concept of this is just awesome. <laughs> it's, you know, I never in a million years thought that we would see Mark Hamill we we you know we've joked on this show several times about who would be a good trickster. Oh, Mark Hamill. Ha ha ha. Well, maybe his son. You know, but uh, no. Like I would never have thought, especially in this post or or um, uh, I guess technically pre, but in this episode seven world that we live in, I just never thought they'd get Mark Hamill to uh, to come and reprise the role as the trickster. And man, I am so stoked about this. I know it's a new take. It's completely different from uh, the comics. I, or at least from the original comics, maybe the New 52, it might be very similar. But uh, but one way or the other, man, I'm really, really excited to see what they do with this. And I do hope that we do get a John Wesley Ship and Mark Hamill uh, reunion moment somewhere in the, uh, in the episode. Well, yeah, this is what's going to happen. So Barry's going to be talking uh, to Papa Allen, and then Joe's going to come in, and Barry's going to be like, Joe, what are you doing here? And then Mark Hamill's going to come in, and then he like John Wesley Ship and Mark Hamill are gonna kind of look at each other <laughs> and like nod or something. Then he's gonna sit down and talk to Joe, and then Barry will continue talking to Papa Allen. Could be a prison fight. Could be uh could be a prison fight between the two of them. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what they do. One way or the other, I'm really stoked. Um, Mark Hamill even uh, putting out some tweets about uh, how he's excited to be reprising this uh, this tricky role of his. And you know, Mark Hamill, you know, he is very much a geek through and through all the way from uh, back in the day as Luke Skywalker and beyond. Um, he has played the role of a lot of different geek characters as well, uh, or, or characters that are recognizable. He has defined a lot of geek characters. This is true. Um, he, you know, you, you might know him from uh, a little, uh, a character that he played on uh, the amazing Spider-Man, actually the, uh, the Hobgoblin. Oh yeah, and if you uh, ever go back and rewatch the '90s Spider-Man and listen to his take on the Hobgoblin, you can definitely see where the voice of the lesser iconic role that he played, uh, a character called uh, the Joker, I think, 
on uh, Batman. That was the Jocker. The Jocker. Yeah, I thought it was Joe. Uh, uh, Joe. Joe. Joker. It's Joker, man. That's what oh, it is. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Some some lesser known Batman villain. But yeah, I mean, there's Who's Batman. If you go back and listen to. <laughs> That man. That man. But no, man, if you go back and, and rewatch that 90s series and his take on the Hobgoblin, I mean, it is very much his take on the Joker, almost verbatim. Oh, really? I think that one came first. I, I, that, I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I believe the Hobgoblin is actually what got him the Joker. Oh, okay. Although the fact that he played Luke Skywalker probably didn't hurt either. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, the uh, Luke Skywalker, obviously Star Wars, big part of my childhood. The Batman animated series, big part of my childhood. Uh, not as big as Star Wars, say, but, like, that was one of my favorite cartoons uh, back in the day, mainly because of Mark Hamill's Joker. Hey, we gotta we got to pause really quick. Jason Jason Tom, Thompson, who uh, who's always holding us to the, the highest of accountability, uh, says who's Batman? Unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Jason. That's great. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, man. So uh, this is this is huge. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Glad to see Mark Hamill reprising this role. Normally, I'm very much against the concept of reprising roles in different universe shows. But something about the way the Flash has handled this has worked really, really well, both with uh, Dr. McGee that we just saw and then also with Mark Hamill coming back to uh, portray the trickster. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it, man. Because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to get Mark Hamill to to play a villain like, you know, who's going to fight Barry Allen. I was like, that's that's kind of weird, but OK, we'll go with it. And then I read the description. And I was like, that's perfect. Like that. That's the best way to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, the take they, they've really taken their own you know twist on a lot of these different characters and uh, I, I think it's worked out really really well given that the flash has some of the more colorful of rogues you know some people when you're purist and you like well, where's the colorful costumes and this and that I, I, I get that I understand where that's coming from but this newer modern take on these characters and putting them into not only a real world but a real world that has been uh, very, very well established with uh, with the Arrow series. Man, they've just done it really, really well. So hats off. Very much looking to see what they do with Mark Hamill and uh, and how they're going to incorporate the trickster into this universe. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it. Did they say what episode this was going to be? We don't know that yet, I don't think. I do know that when we come back uh, next year, we will be going straight into the Revenge of the Rogues. And um, I believe, well, we'll, we'll talk about, <laughs> I guess we should save that for spoilers. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into some listener feedback. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some uh, great listener feedback. Uh, you know, Wu Kim, who is part of our Flash family here, is always good about sending us his thoughts on the episode. Uh, Bell, go ahead and uh, read us what Wu Kim has for us today. All right. Dear BNB, uh, what to say about an episode that we have been pretty much waiting for since the pilot? No lie. I looked on my TiVo uh, after the speed fight outside Star Labs, and I looked and I saw that we were at the 50-minute mark, and I was like, there's 12 more minutes? To me, Grant Gustin gets the high marks for acting, just his facial expressions when Barry learns Iris and Eddie are going to live together, and Barry finally bearing his soul to Iris about how he really feels about her, to his emotional chat with his father, to the scene at the lab with Joe. Uh, speaking of that scene, if there was a runner-up for best acting, Jesse L. Martin would have it. 
Uh, love the scene in the lab with Barry and Joe, and Joe tells Barry that he has always had value, even before he was the Flash. Mm. Love Panabaker's performance. Yet again, we see a different side of Snow uh, than we have in the past. If nothing else, this episode is the domino that uh, is going to make every storyline fall into place until the finale in May. I love how the writers devised the reveal of who the reverse Flash is, and yes, that extra two minutes was needed. Uh, the executive producers were correct. I give this episode a five out of five. Uh, thanks, guys. And by the way, uh, between the two of you guys, who is making <laughs> between the two of you guys, who is making the nog for the Flash TV Talk Christmas party? Because uh, I don't drink. <laughs> Grandma Esther's making the nog for the Flash TV Talk <laughs> Christmas party. Oh yeah, party. yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, very valid points there. Uh, Grant Gustin was awesome. Oh yeah. This episode, Jesse L. Martin, John Wesley Shipp, uh, Daniel Panabaker, all of them just excellent emotional performances. Did very, very good. Jesse uh, and John, but, honestly, they they definitely need to get an Emmy for uh, for their work on this series. Grant uh, Grant as well, he's doing he's doing a wonderful job. But I'm telling you, well, both both those men, they they just chew up the scenery. They own every single scene they're in. Did you see the the tweet that John Wesley Ship sent out? No, I I tweeted him um, and and you know mentioned that uh, he was uh, he was you know bringing it this episode. But what what did he say? Oh, he he basically was saying, uh, you know, uh, I got one word for you, son, Emmy, and he, uh, you know, he sent it to, to Grant Gustin, and I was like, yep, I can I can agree with that, but don't overlook yourself, sir. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we also got Timothy Rupert right now. He says, uh, "Hey guys, love your show. Uh, not that this is really explains anything, but did you happen to recall the character of H.G. Wells appearing on the TV series Lois and Clark?" The New Adventures of Superman. I believe he was a time observer who was on the last four episodes and usually showed up with the character Tempest. Like I said, I don't think it really explains much, but just thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, Tim, man, that's, uh, you know, you're not the only one to have uh, to pointed that out. You know, a lot of people have also made mention of a H.G. Uh, Wells-like character that appeared on the Super Friends. I really think that everybody likes to throw around the H.G. Wells whenever they have a time-traveling reference or, or a character that's obsessed with time uh, for, you know, for the nod to the H.G. Wells, the uh, the author. And so I, I don't know that there's necessarily a tie here, but um, who knows? Could be. Yeah, uh, that would be a very interesting coincidence if, if they, you know, decided to link those two together. I think that it, it'd be really <laughs> it'd be pretty niche, <laughs> it'd be really weird be pretty niche. Just because yeah because he's an observer in lois and clark but like in this right. one he's murdering people <laughs> and i don't know if uh you know observers at least you know uh like specter and stuff in the uh uh marvel universe no the watcher you know they're not supposed to do anything right yeah this is uh <laughs> i don't think it's uh not the same thing yeah it's probably not the same thing. but yeah very very interesting coincidence though you know, a lot of you have uh, sent in a lot of theories and, and ideas about who the reverse Flash is, and I think we were actually kind of storing them up because we didn't know we were going to get the big reveal this week. We thought we might, you know, do a who is Harrison Wells with a call-in special, but now that we actually kind of have an idea of who is Harrison Wells, I think probably we're going to um, not read a bunch of these because, you know, the, your your thoughts are a little bit dated. So if you've, you've sent in a theory and you want to either stand by it or update it, Send them in, and we'll uh, we'll look at those in future episodes. How about that? Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I just want to be mindful. Like if I if I sit here and I read like you know Joe Schmo says that uh, what if Harrison Wells is blah 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 and uh, the future room is actually underwater and uh, inside it he keeps his Aquaman uniform or you know <laughs> the, the future room actually uh, goes to the moon uh, where the Inhumans live. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. You're crossing universes again. You're crossing the streams, man. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's actually Black Bolt. 
Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah, I will say this for a brief moment, and before he ignited, you know, put the uh, the uh, tachyons or whatever they're called on the costume. For a brief moment, I thought, "Oh man, is he actually the Black Flash?" Black Lantern Flash or the the, the no the no 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 Black Death Flash. Flash Death Flash. Yeah, that would be interesting. I you know because I mean for just like a split second before he actually puts on the you know charges it up, it's just I couldn't tell if it was just black or if it wasn't there. It might actually have not have been there. I think there wasn't anything there because that's the, the first thing that I thought was like that's a weird looking thing. And then I was like, uh, I was instantly reminded of suit holder that Ollie right. gave Barry in the Arrow Cave, yep. which I will in the future call the Quiver. Yes, because I like that better. Uh, <laughs> that that's what I first thought of. I was like, at first I was like, wait, maybe is that a suit? Or I was like, no, it looks like something to hold a suit. And then he put the suit on it, and I was like, oh, okay. Which would make some sense. I mean, if if the idea is that he can kind of if if the suit's kind of somehow tied to the uh, negative speed force or the reverse speed force or whatever you want to call it. Um, and he's able to kind of conjure it up, so to speak. Uh, that would make some sense, yeah? Yeah, dude. Oh, there's just so much stuff. Like, all, all the stuff that I've learned about The Flash since we've been doing this podcast is just making my mind explode. Aren't you like, glad that we did this podcast? Like, this has I been am. so much fun. You you were nervous going in. You're like, oh, what if it sucks? But I, I was like, no, I believe in it. This, this is the one, man. Of all the different, uh, you know, series that are coming out that are comic book related, I was like, this is one that we're going to have a blast with. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I wasn't too impressed with a lot of CW shows before I saw The Flash and Arrow. Uh, and now I'm, I'm a believer, man. And then he saw The Flash. Da, na, 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 na. Now he's a believer. <laughs> All right. So next week, be sure to tune in. And, uh, and yeah, if you want to tune in live and uh, get your theories in, we will. It'll probably go a little bit late. We'll make it a little um, Flash Christmas call in spectacular. How about that? We'll do some. Uh, uh, we'll have some nog, and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Nice. Also, you can help support the show by heading over to flashtvtalk.com right now and uh, clicking that support button if you want us to do an Arrow TV Talk podcast. This is your way to do it. Got to hit that 300 by the end of the year, so do it Do it now. We're looking for a minimum of $5, but, hey, if you want to give us just a dollar, if you want to give us $10, you want to give us $20, uh, however much you are willing to uh, commit towards making sure that your uh, some of your favorite voices on the internet are, are constantly heard. We will make that happen. We are committed to you guys. It's one thing about us. We're committed. Yep. Also, if you'd like to follow us, you can follow us. We're at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, uh, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news, daily discussions, and H.G. Wells memes, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash flash TV Talk. And be sure to check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week... So we're, we're going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to talk about comic book TV news in general, comic book movies. We're going to go all over the place. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So be sure to check out Panel to Screen. Special thanks goes out to our Flash TV Talk Flash family, Mike H. Schmidt, for providing our outro music, and Wu Kim for helping us out with our show notes. You can check out more of Mike Schmidt's music at soundcloud.com slash Mike H. Schmidt. Also, want to give a shout-out to uh, listener Charlie Bach, who I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Sent us in this awesome rockin' remix of the Flash theme. I'm actually going to play that again before we uh, sign out, just because it's it's really, really good, you guys. you gotta, you got to check this thing out. Charlie did that? Charlie did that, man. Oh, cool. Do you know Charlie? No, I've just seen him post a lot. Yeah, no, Charlie's awesome. I, I, I freaking love Charlie. All right, man. We'll stick around after the outro music for spoilers on next week's episode, but if you don't want to be spoiled, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. We'll be right back.
Episode 10, Revenge of the Rogues, is what we can look forward to coming back next year. Um, now, a lot of people see this, you know, Rogues, and you might get the hopes up thinking that we're going to see a bunch of them, but I really do believe that we're just going to get Captain Cold and Heat Wave. And I, when I say just, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it, but um, don't, uh, this is not necessarily the Rogues. This is two of the primary Rogues, but, uh, and in fact, this actually may be the, you know, the, the ground basis for what the Rogues will become. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this will mostly just be the return of Captain Cold. Yeah, it, it looks probably what they're going to do is they're, you know, this is going to be the start of it, right? And then, because, um, you know, Captain Cold's going to team up with Heat Wave, and they're going to fight, and then they're going to make where the rogues, and then other people will probably flock to them, people who've been defeated by the Flash, mm, yeah. people who are looking for, you know, a strong villain to team up with or whatever, and I see, like, that's probably, this is going to be the, 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 the seed from which the tree of rogues grows. I like it. I like it. That sounds good. And it, it may be, um, could be that cold is like, you know, we need more, you know what I mean? Like this is, uh, teaming up. I, I got further, but uh, in order to really do this, we need to kind of start gathering everybody who's not in the basement and, uh, go, uh, go and release everybody that is in the basement. Yeah. I, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, they're going to get beaten. And then that's when Captain Cold's going to be like, you know what? We need to, uh, we need to get more beeps. More like, um, Mr. Smith and the Matrix Revolutions. Yes, except for better. <laughs> also, um, this is kind of, I don't know if this is spoilers so much as it's more rumors. There has been uh, a little bit of buzz. Our good friend of the show, Chad Rook, uh, has been putting some tweets out there that are a little, um, what, what can we say? They're, they're not, they're questionable. They're questionable, man. They, uh, they, you know, he talks about being excited to return to an iconic city. Um, the implication may be that, um, that could be central city. We don't necessarily know. Or but, Vancouver, which is the city where it's filmed. Well, it could be Vancouver, but, uh, the very specifically said that is he was excited to be returning to blank city. Oh, okay. And I mean, this is the thing. I mean, you could say, well, you know, Chad, he's like the king of the uh, Comic-Con circuit right now. He's going all over and that's true. But whenever he goes all over, he is really good about letting you know where he's going to be. If he is covering up where he's returning to, one can only imagine that this means that it's a big place, a central place, if you will. What if it's a starling place? He never went there, so he couldn't return. Ah, uh, true. Yep. But uh, no, man, I'm, I'm uh, hopefully we could be seeing a return of Chad Rook's Weather Wizard, uh, possibly to lead up to uh, the, the second Weather Wizard or... or you know, the the original Weather Wizard, if you will. Um, could we see a tag team up of brothers or could we actually see him pop up in a flashback? So the one thing I, I, I don't I don't know if I mentioned this uh, on the show with Blackout. Uh, this is something I, I just thought about uh, a couple you know minutes ago and I, I wanted to mention it because I don't know if we did on the Blackout episode. But, you know, when he's up there, uh, when Blackout climbs up the uh, uh, electrical tower and he's watching the particle accelerator explosion. Yeah. yeah. You know, as you see the shockwave comes toward them, yeah. do you know you can see the plane? I know, yeah, no, that's a good catch. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, I saw that, and I, I can't believe I forgot to mention it on the show. 
uh, or if I did, I, I can't remember if I did. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. Man, uh, with, with the whole second half of this series, we're going to get our rogues gallery really kind of fleshed out a little bit. We know we've got Pied Piper. We know we've got the Trickster on the horizon. Uh, a return of Weather Wizard or, or leading up to a new Weather Wizard one way or the other uh, would just make sense. And we are coming to something that is surely to be one of the most cataclysmic season one finales when we get back and as we ramp up to it. And, dude, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Dude, I'm excited for the season finale. I'm excited for season two. It's going to be awesome. But uh, if you guys are excited about Flash TV talk, don't worry. For more Flash-tastic awesomeness, tune in next week to Flash TV talk. That's right. But for now, enjoy this amazing remix of the Flash theme from Listener Charlie. Flash-tastic outro. Copyright Matt SC.
a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.